Hello and welcome to another edition of the For the Love of Beer podcast. I am Phil Savory and I'm joined as always by my good friend Mark Harley Johnson. Hello there. Uh, we're coming to you again from Mark's Garden Pub and we're going to be covering three beers today that uh, aren't especially exotic because the beers that you'll find on most probably supermarket shelves, um, however they weren't beers that we covered I think in our pilot episode where we we're going through kind of the, the basic countries that are kind of staples of of uh, the sort of beers we drink over here in this country um these are beers that you know are you probably would have had before but we thought we'd just sort of give us an excuse to drink them really um and sort of give thoughts on them and kind of just have a general chat um what are we starting off with mark uh, we're gonna start with tiger beer um world acclaimed asian lager from singapore quite an attractive bottle brown bottle nice sort of shiny blue label yeah, um, with orange tiger written across and a picture of a tiger. You know it pretty well. Predictably enough, yeah. It's, cans it's are pretty. A, it's an attractive bottle, actually. It's a nice like can it. as well. When you, if you had it on a can, the can's quite attractive too. I'm I not think sure I've seen that. I think it's just because of the, the. It's just a nice, nice design. It's brewed by Heineken as well. Is it? Yeah. Born in Singapore. Interesting. But, yeah. Um, yeah, 4.8%, quite a big bottle, uh, 640 mil. so we're going to split this one. We're going to split it because yeah. I'm driving. Yeah. Don't drink and drive, yeah, kids. Yeah, don't drink and drive. Um, so yeah, looks good. Should we crack on? Yes, go for it. No twisty lid shit this time. None of that shit, so it's a good mark, and it's got a tiger on it. Um, so I like the cap. That's what it says Stick in the that tin. in the collection. Um, right, so we're not frothing, um, it's well in date, you know, as, as promised. It should be a good beer, hopefully. When was the last time you drank this? Um, a few months ago, when we first started um, making our way around the world of beers. Um, I'm not sure you had it, actually. Um, but me? I, yeah, did you have it with me? I'd had, I, no, I'd had it before. Yeah, I think I must have had it on my own then. Um, I got a couple of bottles of it. Um, I think I enjoyed it. I might have to have a look in a minute and see what my original grading for it was as I can't remember well, see for me this is a uh, this is a beer I've drank a fair bit and I've had it more recently this year because um, I got one of the um, sub machines it's like the little sort of home is that one of yeah the available right. so the sub um, the makers of it Krups that's nice they are uh, they deal with Heineken basically so essentially the the sort of the little barrels basically for those who don't know what a sub is or haven't got one it's a small household um basically draft beer machine and then you can buy small two liter sized um well they call them torps they're like little sort of beer barrels if you like that you can basically load in and then it'll cool it to the optimum temperature and then you can basically pour it like you'd pour a pint um you get about four pints out of a out of a torp and um beerwolf i think online one of the best places to go yeah um for the talks i had a few from there but there are basically all beers um that are related to have come from or owned by heineken so they're not always they're not always brewed say like in holland or you know wherever like you know via heineken i mean this is a this is a singapore beer i believe it is, yeah i was just trying to look on the label actually to see where it's called just to from. make sure that it's been well, this is, see, this has been brewed in the UK, so, which kind of makes sense because of how prevalent it is in our supermarkets and things. Yeah. Might be a common theme with all three the three of the beers that we might drink in this episode. Um, 
and Tiger is one of the nicest of the of the talks that I've had so far. But then it's a beer that I've had before. I kind of know it well. It's just a beer. It's just a general lager that I like, um, which is weird because I don't. I'm not. A, we've talked about this before. I'm not a fan of Heineken. Do you know? What I was just gonna say, it tastes like Heineken. But it doesn't to me. Do you reckon? No, it doesn't. It's not for me. It's a nicer flavour than Heineken. It's got a nice colour. I mean, we've just for the uh, for the listener, we've pulled this into half pint glasses. Um, so yeah, it looks nice. It's fizzing. It's got a nice yellowy colour. I mean, that's the extent of my analysis. Um, <laughs> it's interesting that it, it reminds nice. you of Heineken. Well, yeah, but it, to me, it doesn't taste like Heineken. I couldn't tell you the science of why that is because a lot of this time it's just you know malt, barley, and hops. I might but, have to compare the two one after the other but, tonight, but yeah, I think that's very Heineken-y. For me, they're not they're, they're different side by side, but. But I could be, you know, it's subjective, isn't it? Mm. Interesting, that is. Um, I've just had a look for my um, original analysis of Tiger Beer, and I can't find any for some reason. I don't know why. Um, so I might have to add that later on. So I've got no um, initial rating to compare it against. Um, so to all intents and purposes, I'm going to treat this as a, a first drink of Tiger. Um, but I like it. You know, first impressions are good. Um, if I was on holiday in Singapore, I could drink quite a few of them. Yeah, as I say, it's, it's, I mean, I would be curious to know how different it is out there. Because obviously they'll be making it to a an approved Singaporean recipe, recipe or whatever. That yeah. They'll have the, the method that will just translate over here. So in theory, it may taste the same, but obviously your materials over there will be different. So, Do you think there's much a, a big lager market in Singapore? I can't imagine it's a very big thing locally well I don't know I mean in Asian countries so you're talking Singapore Thailand and and others um, they all seem to have because I mean on our list of 100 beers 100 countries there's a fair few Asian countries on there there are yeah correct so I mean you I could name you four or five Japanese beers I could name you four or five Chinese beers I could name you a few you know Thai beers um, I probably couldn't name you another beer from Singapore. Asian beers seem, when you talk about it like that, they do seem to be quite easy to get hold of over here. You know, when you come to think of it, there are quite a few Asian ones on the market, really. Well, I think sometimes, like like Tiger has obviously been picked up by Heineken, and then for us, it's it's brewed here. It's brewed here for us. So it's maybe like that's Asian, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it 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 it's kind of. What we're drinking basically is a a UK calibrated product, I suppose. Funnily enough, I drove past Heineken's factory today on my way home. In fact, I do every day, twice a day. Um, I've never really taken it in until today. Just happened to notice it. Corner of it high. Maybe when the podcast takes off, we can see if we can get a tour of their brewery up in Manchester. Um, give some free Heineken, see if we can change your mind on it. No, I just it's weird because it's like I say I'm not I've never been keen on Heineken, but Tiger I like. Beer Moretti was a another Heineken beer mm-hmm. that I like. Interestingly, this is a four point eight percent volume beer, and we know how I feel about that. That is almost perfect. Was your was it four point seven? Is 4. you think is your is, my is your sweet spot? Yes. Um, and I think that would go to great lengths to explain why I quite like this because it's very close. 
to perfection. I prefer close to four point four. I'd say four point eight or five would be. You prefer a stronger bit. If I think some of my favourites, they always tend to fall within that. Mm. Often fall within that bracket. Um, what celeb or which celebrities could you imagine drinking Tiger? <sighs> Jackie Chan. He's not from Singapore. Yeah, I know, but he's Oriental. <laughs> That's just... I knew that was coming. That's so wrong. <laughs> the first oriental man I could think of. Jackie Chan. Yeah. From You've cultu- culturally shown yourself up there. I have, haven't I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Name me a famous Singaporean. I couldn't. But then at the same time, you say someone famous drinking this beer, it's in every supermarket up and down the country pretty much. So yeah. you, could, you could say Nick Knowles has nipped into Sainsbury's after, you know, building uh, a new kitchen for a disabled war veteran. <laughs> and he's just about to head home to lay down a couple of tracks in this, in his little loft studio for his next album. Probably songs about, you know, war. That he's never Do you reckon in. he um, shops in Sainsbury's? I'd have him down as more of an Asda man. No, no. I think he'd find Asda beneath him. But if he felt, I think if he thought, because he likes to have that everyman quality to him, that if he went into, say, a Waitrose, it'd look like, he'd look too big time. Yeah. So Sainsbury's, it's like, you can get nice stuff. He's going to, he's know he's going to pay a bit more than the average food shop he'd get from, like, Asda or... Yeah, Asda. Yeah, Morrison's same, for example. Without, you know... We're still keeping that man of the people, finger quotes, man of the people quality. So I would say Nick Knowles will drink this beer. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I've just Googled famous um, Singaporean celebrities and basically there are none that we're, that we're aware of. But in Singapore? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll really. have loads. They're massive there, yeah. Um, I'm probably big in Japan because everyone's big in Japan. Yeah. Um, Singapore itself, nice flag, half red, half white, moon and stars at the top. Something um, vaguely communist about that, isn't there? There are, yeah, communist. But it's not a, Tenancy. it's not that sort of country. I don't know much about it to be honest with you. I In fact, played my by my prior knowledge. Singapore is is sort of um, uh, low tax type country. In fact, it's where. Um, you know James Dyson? Yes. So he gave us the gift of the Dyson Hoover. Yeah. He gave us the Airblade. And then he decided to basically fuck off to Singapore. Well, you see, I used to like him because he's from Cromer, Norfolk. Therefore, presumably, a Norwich fan. He could be. But then he fucked off. So. He, fu- he fucked off to Singapore, yeah. took all the, all the work, you know, took away jobs, basically, and money out of this country. Mm. And uh, and he's a he's a Brexit knobhead as well. So. He is, yeah. Um so those are major, major things. Because I like... It's so annoying for me because the best thing about... Is you go into a, a pub or any establishment and you go you go to the toilet, you come out and you dry your hands in a Dyson Airblade. It's amazing. But every time I put my fingers in there, <laughs> I just feel guilty. I feel much better when it's like a... Now it's been out for a while. Other There are other branded versions of it. There's yeah. like a Panasonic one I put my hands in. There's another one I... Chester Zero was at the other day. They had a different one that I I hadn't heard the name of before, and I was like, I'm just I'm glad there's other ones on the market now because I don't want to keep putting my hands into um, James Dyson 
that his vacuum cleaners are dreadful as well. We used to have one, and it's awful. Mate it's of dreadful mine, battery life. Mate of mine at work said so always swore by Dyson, and he said that uh, he got um, this. This we've really gone off piece here. He got a uh, shark. And he said, it, Are they, they look, the ones with the headlights? They look fucking ugly. No, they, they, they're like, um, you sometimes see them on like the paid like TV adverts yeah. and stuff. Where you always got like a really excitable guy and he's like, he's doing it on laminate and he's doing it on carpet and he's doing yeah, it on whatever. Yeah. Um, one of those. And he said, it's one of the best things I've ever bought. Which I thought was a bit odd when a man says a Hoover is one of the best things <laughs> he's ever bought. Not because it's like stereotype of men don't Hoover. It's just like what you'd imagine. He was so... He was so like it enamored with, the, yeah. but he was so enamored with the suction. <laughs> that it was like you, you, you like. I'm a bit worried how much you love the Hoover because there are obviously uses that maybe we won't go into <laughs> that make you suspicious when a man's really like high praising a Hoover, and he buys a lot of tech stuff, and he's saying it's one of the best things he's ever bought. So he knows his tech. It's a Hoover. Um, Shark are the ones with headlights, which makes me want to buy one. Expensive though. So you can, yeah, but well, you can see what you do when it's dark. In terms of your pricing tier, it's like Vax. I'm not sure Shark is. I think Shark's slightly cheaper than Dyson, maybe. Um, just the first one that I've come to, Shark Pet Duo Clean Lift Away Vacuum Cleaner. Um, on Shark UK for one seven nine. Much cheaper than Dyson. Shall we um, pivot away from being a vacuum cleaning podcast and back onto a beer podcast? I think we probably should. I think yeah. we should. But anyway, that was my yeah. That I think when I think of Singapore, I think of the um, sort of the model of because the idea there is it's like it's very like low regulation work and stuff. They kind of talk about Tories talk about Singapore as like this utopian thing they'd want the UK to be because like people get fuck all right. for, for the for the work. They create a shitload of product, and uh, the it's rich, like a Tory version of Britain, the rich really. get yeah, which explains a lot of what's going on at the it moment. Does, yeah, because if you could get a, a, a low regulation tax haven version of the UK, some people would do very nicely out of that. What situation would you drink this beer in? Um, I would say outside the Dyson factory in Singapore with a. Shark vacuum cleaner. Do they and then do what this I'd in... do is I'd go in, I'd march in there, I'd drink the down the beer, and I'd march in there. In fact, I'd down a few of them, so I was a bit drunk, so probably five, maybe six. And go in there with the Hoover and start hoovering the lobby. Mm. And I'd be like, ah, you're, your shitty dice stuff couldn't do this, look at this, look at this <laughs> suction. <laughs> Look at this suction. My mate said this is the best thing he's ever bought. Ever. Ever. And he buys a lot of tech. This is one of the best things he's ever bought. Better show, than your shit. You need to show Mr. Dyson up. Yeah. And, like, you know, you, the Airblade game, that's over. There's other people getting in on that now. So you can forget that. Can you buy crates of it here? I mean, I say this is a huge box. Yeah, you can buy boxes. I'm surprised you... Yeah, because it's... It, almost I've every supermarket does it. You can buy packs of cans. You can buy... Small, you know, you can buy um, like the uh, standard thirty mil bottles. You can buy the large bottles that like we've got here. When I need, there's loads of it. Some packs of lager. I might buy some of this in. That's nice. I, I genuinely like it. It's really nice. It's a nice everyday it is, beer. It is really nice, <clears throat> and huh? it's attractive. It's got a nice label and bottle and everything. It's it's nice. 
It just feels a bit, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice after work sort of night beer. I it's find good. It's, it's good. It's not too strong. It's just good. Can't say a bad word about it. Um, advertising slogan. Um, fuck James Dyson. Yeah. That's, that sums it up, really. I it? feel like we talk more about Hoover's than we have about. Sorry, vacuum cleaners. Vacuum cleaners. Hoover's a brand name. Yes. Partridge moment there. Um, the yeah, we've probably talked more about vacuum cleaners than we have about this beer. Having said that, it's a really good beer that I, I think, would yeah, highly recommend. I think we've covered all the bases with it. I'll let you rate it because I've drank so much of it that I kind of feel like this. This for whatever reason, I'm surprised. But this feels like a new experience for you, so I kind of let you it does let you enjoy this moment. I'm quite impressed with it. I'm I could drink many bottles of that, so I'd probably say seven point five or eight. I really like it. I really do. And I like the, its appearance as well. Yeah, it, it feels it feels kind of um, classy-ish for something you'd buy in a supermarket. That's a generic, because it is a generic beer. Let's not get too over the top. It's not like a mm. you're not you're not buying it. So like when you're in the supermarket, like say Morrison's, and you've got like the large bottles, and it's like two for three for five or two yeah. for whatever. They're in the slightly cheaper bracket. So it's not like, mm. whereas when you're buying some of like the Japanese ones or things like one of my favorite, like Innocent Gun, yeah, you're paying more for that because right. it's more unusual. I've never really looked at it. I mean, I, I must also point out this has been, I would imagine, in this in my pub in the garden for probably since April. I'm pretty sure I bought this at Easter. So he's he's spent a good four months sitting doing nothing. Think of all the tiger you could have drank in that time. Yeah. So rating wise, what are you what are you going with? I'd like to do an eight. Uh, I will settle for an eight. Okay, right, we're going with an eight. That. Yeah, let's go with an eight. Right, we'll leave it there, and we'll get on to the next beer very shortly. So our next beer is uh, Eastern Europe, probably. I'd say the most common Eastern European beer in this country. Would you say that, Mark? Would you go along with that? I don't see it as often, very. I feel very, like as often anymore. But I feel like I went back to go back ten years. This was everywhere. It was, but you don't. I struggled to get this when I bought it. Again, I, this is another one that's been hanging around for a while. Yeah. Um, but I found it. This was bought from a co-op. Um, but you can't get it in the major supermarkets. I've Same seen it. Morrison's, I've it. seen it sporadically in Morrison's. We are, of course, talking about Tyski. Tyski from Poland. Yeah. Which, again, I think back 10 years when I was a slightly younger man and more of a sort of going out, out, as Mickey Flanagan would say, um, that, that this, was a, this was a beer that you could even get out in, like, pubs and bars and stuff. You could, you could drink really? pints of it. You could bottles of it, yeah. Bear in mind, though, I was, it was around, like, Northampton, which is which has a big Polish community around there. Well, I was just going to say, actually, we're near Crew, which Mind also you... has a massive Polish oh, yeah. community. So you'd think that this were... It feels like this has kind of um, started to go off the radar a bit, whereas it, I used to feel this was it was everywhere. But I never really had it until we're drinking... Well, I'm drinking this beer for the second time because we've already had it once yeah, before. We're too. kind of yeah. revisiting it for the sake of the pod. Um, it's quite a few beers that we've drank on our 100 beers from... Hundred different countries that we're revisiting because 
we only really came up with the idea for the pod about a third of the way through, thanks to Iwomo, the Nigerian Uber driver. Um, so, uh, well, let's just say for the for the person at home or wherever they are listening to this, um, who might have forgotten this beer or don't necessarily know what it looks like, just quickly talk us through the, the bottle. A brown bottle, as usual. Um, it, the label to me looks very Polish. It's white with a red band. It's all the nuts. It's the it's the flag colours, isn't it? Basically, represented. exactly. Yes. Tyski Groni Zazna Pelna. I've no idea what it means, um, but it looks Polish. It's got loads of Polish writing on it. Um, it looks to me like it has been imported from Poland. Um, it may well not have been. Um, You'd know straight away. Imported by Azahi UK Limited um, in Woking, Surrey. Um, so yeah, it looks like it has come from Poland. It's, it's not been brewed here, so that is a good start for me. Um, it's always good when it's when it's been brewed and come from the country that you. Yeah. yeah. Um, says it. Oh, actually, on the label, good news. Proudly made in Poland. There you go. There we go. It looks as Polish as it gets, really, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It's Polish like... recipe, sixteen twenty nine. So it's got some history. Yeah. Five um, percent volume, so it's quite strong. More towards your sweet spot, this one. Yeah. Um, but I seem to remember that we gave it good reviews last time. So yeah. I'm hoping it's going to live up to the same expectations. It's, it's a big bottle, similar size to what we just drank with Tiger. It is, yeah. It's uh, 650 mils. Um, and again, I mean, the cap is not a screw cap, so it's a good start. Um, it's white with like a, a sort of crown crest um, trademark. Tyski Brewery. It's like something Gezzer the Pope would wear. Loads of Polish writing, so yeah. That little crown, it's like something that would sit on top of the Pope's head. You're correct there. It yeah. looks it looks vaguely religious. There's something Catholic about it. Do you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> a Catholic crown. Should we crack it open? I think we should. Let's go on with it. The Poles are Catholics, aren't they? Uh, they've had a Polish Pope. There you go, the Catholics then. Wasn't... Um, oh, I John Paul II, it. was he Polish? I think you're right there, yeah. I think he was Polish. Um, instantly, I can smell that. I've only put it, wafted it under my nose and I can smell it straight away. Pouring out, nice head. It's a nice head, a nice colour. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel, I, I don't want to feel like I'm going through the motions because I have had this once before, but... It looks, I mean, you've I, poured that very nice. That looks like a beer that you'd have in, you know, on the continent. It's not my first rodeo. With a huge head, which you don't generally get here. Um, It's very fizzy. Don't know whether that's the um, the bottom of the glass that's making it do it, but it's very fizzy. Let's take a sip. It's nice. It's, it's it tastes like it's got identity. Absolutely, it's got its own flavour. Is it like you remember it? Mm. I can't really remember what it was like because <laughs> that night we had had quite a few beers. Uh, I think that was our first massive session. On the um, on these countries, scratch map, yeah, yeah, probably would have been. Um, I think we really went for it that night, from what I can remember. Um, I'm pretty sure this one was towards the end, but it's nice. It's nice to taste it properly. Mm. Um, it's got a bit of a not sour, a bit of a dry taste. That's the word I'm looking for. It's dry. But I like it. I can imagine many Poles drinking this in crew. It's a distinctive flavour without being... Sometimes, when, when you say sometimes a, a lager or a beer is a distinctive flavour, 
it sometimes means a weird funky aftertaste and sometimes that can really put me off yeah like but, the one that we had the other day yeah but i find some of the some of the best beers just carefully straddle that line and give you an interesting flavor sort of at the end that doesn't that doesn't feel um be bitter is the wrong word but sometimes you, you know you like a bit of a kick or a bit of something to it yeah and this definitely has that um it's as i say it, uh, probably a bit similar to my feelings on on it is a different beer to tiger in that um tiger is quite a clean crisp taste this is kind of it feels a bit deeper i feel like it's got identity in every single part of it i mean yes. the label itself the bottle not the bottle it's just brown but anyway the label you know the whole package looks good it's from poland and it's got its individual taste um i like it you can tell that this was the one beer that's really made it across from poland and really well at one point anyway really cemented itself in our culture for a bit um because i do i feel like it was i, I honestly I, I may have imagined it but 10 years ago i felt like this beer was everywhere i mean it wasn't like advertised or anything but where i was sort of at that time where i was living we, you know, we had that, I was living in sort of, you know, there was quite a big sort of Polish community around us. So I was kind of, you had lots of the, um, Polski shop, well, Polski, Polski sklep, Polski skleps. Yes. Polski, you know, Polish shops. Um, <laughs> so you had plenty of them around, but yeah. also it was like, it was in the bars. It was in, it was, you know, you had, you had people drinking it around in bars and stuff out in town. It was one of those beers. Um, I feel it. I feel like it isn't that anymore, and I don't really know why. Because it's, it is nice. It's a nice, distinctive beer and a bit of a diversion from some of the your average sort of main sort of branded drafts. Yeah, I mean, but, maybe it's only sold nowadays in the Pol- Polski skleps, um, because there are quite a few of them around crew now. So maybe in the communities where it's you know needed and required, maybe that's where they go to shop. Well, it's still distributed to supermarkets because I do sporadically see it. Yeah. But it's just not that... Co-op. It's just not that presence that it was. Mm. I think that's a bit of a shame because as much as, you know, at one point in time, I quite liked Peroni, but I kind of feel now that Peroni's was kind of a thing and then it and then it's... Once you've tasted the other Peronis, you realise that Nastro Zero is actually a bit a bit meh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, once you've had the other ones. Um and for me, this would be a much more interesting draft than, than a pint of Peroni. But I feel like Peroni's kind of stamped its authority on a lot of the draft, on a lot of the pumps around the, the country. And con- I'll say controversially for you, San Miguel. I feel like sometimes... Yeah. I could, you know, a pint of San Miguel is fine, but... That's enough for you. If, well, no, I'll ask you the question. You go into a, bar, into a pub, you've got the, the taps... You've got Tyski and you've got San Miguel. What are you having a pint of? I will choose Tyski. There you go. Yeah. What did I give San Miguel as a rating? Was it seven point five? I can't remember. It was. It was around that. I will check that. And I remember. That I remember how you rated this, and that totally tallies up with what you just said. Yeah. I would choose Tyski. Um, the brand itself is brewed by Polish, the Polish Tyski Brewery Kaziercia. Part I'll take your of, word for that you pronounced that right. Well, yeah. Um, part of the company Pivovarska Brewery Group, itself a subsidiary of SAB Miller. Oh, okay. Um, since 1999, as a result of the merger, 
of two SAB Millet owned Polish breweries, the Lech Brewery. Okay. Which is another one that I've seen quite a lot of recently. While we've been trying to source some more Eastern European beers, I've been visiting quite a few sort of Polsky Skleps. Yeah. Um, which have now turned into Eastern European supermarkets. But anyway, um, and Lech seems to be everywhere. Lech seems to be more common than Tyski, in fact. Now. So I might have to try Lech at some point. I mean, it's not on our list, but I feel that it, it needs... I um I went into a um Polsky Sklep in Winsford, I think it was, which is a little town sort of not too far from here, but about ten miles away. Um just to try and just to kind of take a punt and see if I can get any beers outside of Poland or Eastern European beers that they, they did, but the, all the beers they did were Polish. But I had an interesting chat with the um the sort of the shopkeeper, it was a nice guy. Was he Polish? Of course. And um, it was like he—he he was like the mate, he was the shopkeeper, and then he had a couple of friends who were in there with him. Because obviously, it's kind of—it was weird. It was like a small sort of shop, and it felt like a community shop. And it felt like other Polish people that live in that area kind of go there, and they, they don't just sort of go there and shop. They go there and kind of almost hang out and talk. <laughs> but there's nowhere to sit or no or anything. But it's—it's it's kind of they just gravitate there because it's a place where it's kind of like the friends are or might be whether they're picking up a few bits of shopping or whatever, or they just talk to the guy the that, community hub. that runs it. Yeah. It felt like a little community hub, which was really nice. So I was talking to the guy and I, and I, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a couple of these beers from these countries. And he was like, no, sorry, we've only got Polish stuff. I was like, well, can you talk me through some of your Polish beers then? Because I've, I've had Tyski. What else have you, have you got? So I had to look through some of it. And then I picked two beers. I picked, I picked two myself. One was, um, I think it was Perla. And it was like a honey beer, which was, fucking rank but that was my that was on me that was my fault and then the other one I picked just out of curiosity was um, uh, a can called Carpaki which was that's becoming quite common as well well it probably shouldn't because it was 9% <laughs> I was not the one it was a 9% about. can and it was like a black it was like a black can and it looked like industrial strength it looked like the sort of thing that you would like <laughs> pollute the water and kill fish with and uh so I basically had that, and um, which was an experience. Um, I think if you had a night out on that, you would probably wake up in a ditch with your trousers around your ankles, very confused, not knowing what had been inside you. Um, but yeah, it was really strong, really strong. It tasted. It was. It was. Uh, it was an experience. You're not going to go back there then. No, but I kind of want you two to see your reaction. I might so give it a go. Maybe yeah. that's something we should do. Go Next back there and get some. Next time I call into an Eastern European shop, I will pick up a couple of cans. It's cheap. Probably um, one can, actually. Yeah. And then I had a choice between two beers. One was called, I think, Zuba. And the other one, I'll be honest, I can't, I don't think I've pronounced the name, but it had a bison on it. And basically the guy said, this is the beer that me and my friends drink and we think it's the best Polish beer and had this bison on it. And then Zuba was the other one. Is that Zlata or something? No. Um, I probably should have researched it, to be honest, but I'm kind of just making a, I'm just sort of going off on a tangent. Um, and the, the, his, one of the guys that was there in the shop at the time said, no, Zuba's better. But I went with the shopkeeper and got this one with the bison on it. But you know what, I got it home and I sort of saved it for a few days because I thought I had the, got the other two done and I sort of saved it thinking it was going to be really nice and it, it's not as good as it's, it's not as good as this. Polish man built it up, mate. Yeah, it's not as good as Tyski. 
This for me is like that. I've not drank a Polish beer better than this. I don't know why they don't. They must all drink Tyski, surely. It's no, fantastic. No, they it's don't. Really good. I think they have a lot of beers to choose from, but I think that maybe to them Tyski is perhaps a bit too mainstream. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. But maybe it's different in Poland. Maybe Poles who live here, that Tyski maybe assimilated itself within sort of British culture. Yeah. So they kind of have their other beers that maybe feel more appropriate for them. I don't know, but I I just think this is a great beer. It's a really good beer, and I kind of I wish, I kind of wish this was appreciated a bit more, probably like it was a bit further back when it felt like it was. Because obviously we were, I mean, it's, it was a controversial thing, but we were taking a lot of obviously Polish workers in, um, and obviously you know we've always had Polish community in this country since like Second World War, and then it kind of grew again off the back of like. EU migration, all that. There was a massive influence. Which we won't get into, but but um, so you know that did sort of give us a bit of a, a bit of a cultural shift, and I felt like Tyski was kind of along for the ride. Tyski was part of that. I hadn't heard of it really um, until that point, and I kind of feel like it's gone away. I like it. I could drink this, um, you know, going into the 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 usuals. Um, I could drink this any day of the week. I really could. I think this experience is broadening my horizons all the beers that I've been drinking over the years you know the likes of Carlsberg um, San Miguel you know all the usuals um, I think tonight Tiger and Tyski the two T's have really opened my eyes to be quite honest with you I think it's just a reminder that there are really good beers out there that you can commonly get hold of that are a bit of a diversion from yeah. the usual sort of pack of cans yeah. That you would normally buy. Well, I mean, these would be right next to Carlsberg on a row, and you know, for cost, I probably would have chosen that in the past. Yeah, but now I won't. No, you know. famous people you can imagine drinking. I don't know. I mean, I I would. Uh, uh, well, I kind of imagine like this is a good beer for like an MMA fighter. Conor McGregor would probably drink this. <laughs> I think Conor McGregor would probably drink it. Or he wouldn't necessarily seek it out, but someone would give him it and he'd drink it and he'd go like, this is great. I don't know. I feel like it's got a bit of an edge to it. Am it's, I talking bollocks? No, it's... I don't know. I think you'd have to be, as a celebrity, you know, if you were drinking a bottle of it, it looks very Eastern European. It looks, to be quite honest, quite cheap. I think Nick Knowles is gliding past it because he thinks Tiger looks slightly more exotic. Yeah. So I think Nick Knowles is probably giving it a swerve, whereas actually... You'd probably He'd probably reconsider. be quite well well advised to try Tyski, um, but it's just whether you could persuade him to because it looks unfashionable to me. Um, like Nick, try this. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. No, Nick, go on, it's, it's great. Uh, Nick, I'll stick with Singapore. Like, well, you, you know. should really be trying Poland. Yeah. Um, but I like it. I really like it. Um, where and when would you drink it? At an MMA fight. <laughs> Probably. Or a backstreet fighting crew. Yes, a backstreet, f- yeah. Yeah, some sort of alleyway punch-up. Fight club, crew fight club, if there is one. Well, there um, could be. It could be, we just don't know about it. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to talk about because it. Because it's backstreet, so exactly. No one's, no one's told us. Because they all sit there drinking uh, Tyski. Maybe that's why it's harder to get, because they're drinking it in the fight club, and the first rule of fight club is... You don't talk about Tyski. Or Fight Club. Or that, yeah. Maybe there's a rule that you don't talk about Tyski. 
Maybe they're all sitting there chanting, Taiski, Taiski, Taiski. Maybe. So, can you think on the spot of any advertising slogans for it? Um, and you're better at this than I am, so. Taiski, is the Pope a Catholic? I feel like I should uh, research that, really. What, is, if the Pope's a Catholic? Uh, well, <laughs> the, the initial, yeah, initial question that we came to um, earlier on was, is uh, Poland a Catholic country, wasn't it? Is it predominantly Catholic? I think and was it John, is. And was Pope John Paul II Polish? I'm pretty sure he was. Like 85% of Poland's population is Catholic. There we go. So I got a cultural question correct there. Um, and Pope John Paul II. Maybe the slogan for this should be Taiski. It tastes great, but don't fill it with kids. Pope John Paul II was indeed Polish. There we go. Um, rated. I think I initially gave Taiski an 8. I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. I'm happy think, with that rate. I think we should stick with it. Eh? Yeah, I'll stick with it. I really like it. I really like it. And drinking it again, it's like, I kind of feel a bit annoyed with myself <laughs> that I don't drink it more. Yeah. Eight. I think we should crack on. We'll go with the eight and then we'll uh, we'll see if we can move on and get another beer squeezed in. Okay. Our next beer um, on our sort of whistle-stop tour of beers from exotic-ish well the exception of Poland um, countries that you've been to but will also find on your supermarket shelves is Singer which comes from Thailand uh, Mark again for, for anyone who you've seen this in most supermarkets but for anyone who hasn't experienced uh, Singer before just talk us through what they'll see on the shelf again very common um, sort of out what brown bottle white label it looks very Thai to me actually a white label gold Singer um, is that a dragon? It's a dragon. Dragon, that's a good start. Um, premium import lager beer, the original Thai beer since 1933. Singer Corporation Co. Limited, Bangkok, Thailand. And it's 5% and it's brewed in Thailand. It is, yeah. It's imported by Molson Coors in Burton up on Trent. Molson Coors are um, Canadian, right? Yes, I think they are, aren't they? Yeah. Coors, yes. Um, but yeah, in, in particularly um, at the moment, yeah, in. Burton. Uh, it says on the back it's brewed in Thailand, so I'm hopeful that it is genuinely Thai. Oh, it is. No, it definitely is. Because um, they even go to the length on the label of having the little thought where it says on the side there, imported. Oh, it's yeah. Got that on there. Yeah. It feels the presentation is very Thai. It's like the exact thing you would experience out in Thailand. I think it's presented in, presented in the exact way you would. Do you experience reckon that's it. the same bottle as you'd actually buy in Bangkok? The exception, I think, is the label on the back. So they put the label on the back, well, which, yeah. is, which has done the ingredients and whatever, which is in English. Oh, it's got burden on it. But I think the design on the front, and even the English on the front, I think will be the same out there. Ah, interesting. I, I think it so. would be the same. I do hope so. Then it feels like a more genuine experience. Yeah, about this is a beer I've had a couple of times before. About you, I think you've drank it once before, haven't you? I have. Yeah. Again, when we first started doing the uh, the round the world um, experience, um, I picked up these bottles. I think this is again. This is about Easter, which is about four months ago now. Um, and I can't really remember much about it to be honest with you. Um, but it's a six hundred and thirty ml bottle. Uh, 5% volume, so it's 
kind of your sort of idea really. it's in my wheelhouse I've, I've had this beer a couple times before and I remember being quite fond of it so I'm quite looking forward to this should we crack it open I think we should yeah let's go we've got to try my discipline because we've really we've really um, hammed it up on the other two episodes yeah so the two um, beers rather we're going to crack on right let's pour oh it's fizzy uh, bubbly glug glug here we go similar colour um, to Tiger, I would say. So I'll wait for the head to settle and you, go, you can go first. I think you need more on that, right? Do I? A little, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, nice sort of gold, golden outlook. It's not very fizzy. But again, I don't know whether that's affected by the glass, but yeah, let's give it a go. Interesting thing on the, the on the, the packaging. So you have the sort of bottleneck label, and it says by royal permission. Mm-hmm. So this is like kind of like you know when you get when you get products in the supermarket, like a particular like a, um, a dish cloth or a bar of chocolate, and it's got the royal seal on it. The queen uses this dish cloth. Dish cloth, yeah. yeah. Um, this is like obviously like this is their main. You would think this is their main beer. Do you reckon our queen would drink singer? No. Or like Philip? No. I think he's an ale man or bitters. Prince Andrew. Controversially at the moment. I think, um, judging by Prince Andrew's recent track record, it's probably a Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> but we probably can't get too much into that. Can you still get Smirnoff Ice? I've not had that in years. I think so. What about Reef? No, that's, that's, gone. that's a drink that I used to have quite a lot. Hooch is back. Yeah, I've had Hooch. Not a massive fan of it. I never used to drink that when it was... Hooch is back. at the time. Bacardi Breezer, I think, has gone. Has it really? Reef has gone. Uh, WKD is still around. That's the big survivor, really. But I think that WKD came in later. WKD is really hanging on, isn't it? But it came in, I think, later than Hooch and Bacardi Breezer and Reef, whatever. I had a few bottles of that in Harrison's in Nantwich a few weeks ago, actually. I say a few, they're on offer. I'm pretty sure I had three bottles of it in one go. Um, it wasn't great. I can't drink that stuff anymore. No, me neither. I could do years ago, but not anymore. It's like Panda Pop. First ever night out where I got really pissed up. I was drinking Reef all night. It's no surprise, really, that I was very, very sick when I got home. Um, maybe not just from the alcohol, but just the pure taste of drinking sort of alcoholic version of Sunny Delight all night yeah is enough to make anyone sick really it's entry level alcohol isn't it it's like um, <clears throat> it's like the uh, yeah smell of ice I remember being about 15 14 or 15 maybe and like you're out with your mate stuff and you managed to get some from like an, an offie but then we, we got we got this pack of like smell of ice <laughs> and I didn't think of a bottle opener so we're like we stood there with these bottles and nothing to open them with and we're out wherever we are and I remember like I just remember like a brick like a brick wall and trying to just chip the edge yeah. of the bottle of the cap to yeah. get the cap off we must have smashed most of the pack actually <laughs> cracked the top of the glass <laughs> it was a pathetic attempt as a teenager to get drunk I but now I wasn't much now you're more experienced you can do that well, I can anyway no I'm a man man thoughts on this beer I don't think we've actually I've just we've been talking about just shit and we've not actually talked about the beer um Again, I could tell you easily uh, this is a beer that I like. It just tastes like a, a sort of average standard packaged lager, to be quite honest with you. 
Um, there's nothing wrong with it though. No, I wouldn't go that far. I think it's got. I think it's got slightly more of a twang to it than say Tiger, as another Asian beer, but is not as say neckable. Like I think you finish a Tiger and then you straight away want another one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't particularly want to go and get loads of bottles of this, and I think that's the difference for me. I could go and buy a massive pack of Tiger, but this, I think the outlook of it is just as an appealing bottle. It doesn't seem as appealing, even to start with. See, I don't think you can physically, because obviously Tiger you can get in like cans, packs of six, and bottles or whatever, a box of 12. I don't think you can with this. This is just basically you buy this size bottle. Is it right? Chunky sized, yes, yeah, six hundred thirty mil bottle. Again, that area of the supermarket, the sort of the two for a fiver type of bracket, three for a fiver. It's plentiful. You can get it everywhere. That's the yeah. that's the kind of wheelhouse that it's in. I mean, it's if you're in a Thai restaurant, happily happily neck this. Yeah, I, I like this you bit. feel like you're going along with the the experience if you. I have a bottle of this in a Thai restaurant, really. Yeah, why would you drink? Why would you drink? A, I, I personally, in my opinion, if I'm in a restaurant that's that's say a, a national national restaurant or a nationality of some sort, if they've got the beer that's relevant to that country, you drink that beer. You don't drink Carling in a Budweiser, Thai restaurant or yeah, Budweiser. Yeah, shit. You just feel like a fucking idiot. Advertising slogan for singer. Singer. I feel like there could be a singing reference. Related to this, I'm. Str- I'm. I'm. St- well, we'll come back to that one. Singer, because the king says so. Have they got a? T- I don't know what their rules is. They got. A- have they got a king? I'm not sure to be honest with you. I thought there was a king of Thailand. I feel like they have a royal family of some sort. I'm just um, gonna have to try and stall for time while you research it. Yeah. <laughs> right, Thailand does have a king. Um. Right. King. Can I have a go at the name? Vajira Longcorn. Vajila what? Vajira Longcorn. Okay. It's all one word. Oh, is it? Yes. What, he's, what, he's got a single name like Prince? Oh, King Rama, it says there. Is that his nickname? Oh, King Rama the Tenth. There we go. Vajira Longcorn, reigning title Frabat Somdet Fra Vajira Clau Chow Yu Hua. Born 28th of July 1952, is the king of Thailand since 2016. So King Rama X must be a given name. Famous person drinking this, don't say Jackie Chan. King Rama X. He clearly drinks it. But it's by royal permission. So he clearly drinks it. It's his beer. He's not touching Chang, is he? Exactly. Chang beer is the other, the other the main Thai beer I can think of that exactly. rivals this. Exactly. Which I've never had. Interesting. Interestingly, Vajira Longcorn was only uh, coronated on fourth, fourth of May this year, twenty nineteen. Oh, so so he's a new king. Good luck to him. Um, Rama. Um, it looks like his his predecessor was Rama the ninth. So Rama must be some sort of king thing. But anyway, we digress. Um, situation. Well, where, where would, would you drink this? Where would I be drinking it? Um, boring thing to say is a Thai restaurant. That's the boring thing to say. Yeah. Um, the more interesting thing to say would probably be some sort of um, cockfight. A cockfight? A cockfight. Right. In Thailand? Yeah. Sweaty, sort of sweaty, humid room. 
Or, you know, um, oh, what's the film? Um, <laughs> I, think it, it, I think it's Rambo. I'm thinking of Hot Shots. You know um, Hot Shots, the second one? Yeah. Where he has the fight and you've got the thing like the bare knuckle fight that he has. And they're like, they wrap, they wrap the, the knuckles or whatever. And then they have the things like you put your... You normally put your hands in like nails or whatever, and he's got like skills, right? Or M and M's and stuff. Have you not seen it? No. Hot, oh, hot shots. Hot shots. Part dirty. It's got really funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So somewhere like some sort of some sort of again a bit like um, Tyski, a fight I probably shouldn't be at, but I'm there, and that's the beer that I'm holding, <laughs> and it's sweaty and it's humid and yeah. I, I I think I get the feeling I like this beer more than you. But uh, so I'll, I'll I'll take your rating and I'll kind of gauge off that and we'll. Do you think um, Bangkok Lady Boys would drink singer? Uh, yeah, it's by royal permission. The king says for everyone, isn't it? The really? king has said this is the beer. So I think Lady Boys. Alan Partridge had a. Um, the lady, the lady boy, oh lady boys, <laughs> and, uh, where he created the drink, didn't he? The, the lady boy. So what was it? It was a. It was a. What was a lady boy? Did it have tequila in it? It was a shot. It was a shot of something, and it was a pint of something, and then it was a glass of was something it a whiskey? else. I'm not sure. Hang on, I'll soon tell you. It's the episode with the, the lady boy. It's the episode with the canal barge, isn't it? When he it gets is, the cow yeah. dropped on him. Yeah. Roger, you wanker! He drops. He gets the cow dropped on him when he pisses off the farmers. You, you, you feed beef burgers to swans. <laughs> That's probably my favourite episode. Actually, spinal column in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Well, I have to come back to that. Um, I need to. I. I I'm can't. End, we can't end this episode without knowing what the what a lady boy. It's a pint of it bitter and a gin and tonic and a Bailey's. I call them oh, lady boys. <laughs> oh, lady boys. <laughs> Maybe that's something we need to do. We need to drink that. A lady boy. Well, you know what? We're going. We're going to watch. Um, we're going to go to London to watch Norwich play in a few days. Yeah. Partridge is a Norwich is as Norwich as it gets. Maybe we should have that. In we should have a. We should find somewhere and have a lady boy. Not in that way, well, but the drink. <laughs> we could do a live recording of a lady boy, couldn't we? Some live lady boy action. Yes, mm. I think we should actually. Something we should fun. do some sort of Partridge reference. We should probably stop the admin and probably end the uh, end the podcast here. Yeah, well, something for everyone to look forward to. Yes, uh, rating. Did you rate it? Seven. Seven. Yeah, I'll go with that. It's not great. I'll go with that. Tyski is the what well, I think has been the star beer of the of the episode. I agree. I feel like I feel like Tyski has kind of taken my breath away in a in a, in a way I wasn't really expecting. <laughs> no, that's a bit strong. Stick with that. Okay, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be in touch soon. Oh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Mark F T L O B Pod, and the same for Instagram. And the same for Instagram. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you soon. We won't see you soon. You'll hear from us soon. I keep doing that. Bye. All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast.